0: You are listening to Rejo Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Assalamu Alaikum everyone, Ramadan Kareem. Welcome to the show. My name is Amina Zahid. I work for NHS Glasgow in the type 2 diabetes and weight management team. Today I have a special guest joining me to discuss the topic of healthy living during Ramadan with a particular focus on type 2 diabetes. Our guest speaker has extensive experience working with diabetes. And without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Kashif Ali to share his expertise.
1: Thank you very much, Amna, for that really kind introduction. And assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. Uh, I'm Kashif Ali. I, I'm a GP in Glasgow South. Uh, I've been a GP for um, almost 15 years um, as a partner. And I am also the primary care lead for diabetes in uh, NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde.
0: Thank you. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit about healthier living in Ramadan, especially with a focus on type two diabetes. Can you chat a little bit about?
1: Yes, this this is a great opportunity for people who are fasting. Um, um, in terms of type 2 diabetes um we know that um diabetes is much more common in our community um in the south asian community it's almost four to six times more common than those of uh, a non-south asian community so we're at particularly higher risk um and the risk factors for us include um, being less active um being overweight Um, and we may have some other health conditions um, such as high blood pressure but we also um, may have suffered from conditions in the past such as polycystic ovarian syndrome uh, in women and some women may have developed gestational diabetes which is a form of diabetes during pregnancy these risk uh, factors put you at a much higher risk of developing type 2 diabetes later in life Um, so in terms of Ramadan um type 2 diabetes is a condition that really is an opportunity I think for people with diabetes to address their condition lead a better and more healthy lifestyle um address um difficulties that they may have in their diet uh, and most importantly I think it is a real opportunity to help with weight loss we know that um, losing weight um in the early stages of preg- uh, of diabetes can actually um, help you reverse or certainly consider putting your ki- ki- your diabetes into remission um, but also going forward weight loss will inevitably help you improve your 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 sugar control and also the reduce reduce risks of complications in the future
0: thank you for that so would you recommend fasting for people with type 2 diabetes then
1: Yes, the vast majority of people with type 2 diabetes will be able to fast. However, um, I can't give, uh, you know, consent to everyone and you may have other health um, problems that may make it difficult for you. Um, And in particular, if your diabetes is not very well controlled or you're in multiple doses of insulin, it may not be safe for you to fast. So I think the best thing is to speak to your um, GP or your practice nurse that helps you look after your diabetes in practice um, and they can advise you better.
0: Okay, thank you for that. Can you also discuss some of the early symptoms of type 2 diabetes? You mentioned that it's quite common in our communities. It's
1: a great question the vast majority of people may not get any symptoms to begin with. And that's what's worrying. However, if you have very high blood sugars, you can feel tired all the time. You can feel thirsty and the need to drink more water. And another symptom is that you may be going to the bathroom more often. Um, But if you have any of those symptoms, you should certainly consider getting a check from your GP practice. Uh, Or, as I mentioned before, if you feel that you might be at high risk of developing diabetes, for example, you have many members of your family with diabetes, you have um, been overweight for for some time, and you may have some other conditions like high blood pressure or, as I mentioned, polycystic ovarian syndrome or gestational diabetes, you may want to be requesting regular checks um, with your GP practice.
0: Thank you so much for that. So I think during Ramadan, it might be quite difficult to actually gauge these symptoms just because, as you said, the tiredness and the thirstiness that just might come with the fasting. But definitely, um, as you said, check in with your GP. Thank you so much. Um, You did mention there were some other health conditions you might not be able to fast with. What are some of those conditions?
1: So you may have conditions that require you to take medication several times a day, which may make it difficult for you to fast. Um, you may also have conditions that um, that may be unstable. Um, these conditions can be maybe a heart condition, such as angina or heart failure. They could also be chronic kidney disease type conditions that unfortunately fasting may do yourself more harm. So I think if you have any doubt that if you have multiple medications um, and you're not sure if you should fast, you sh- should seek advice from your your your, per- your clinician that knows you best. And if feeling that if your clinician in your practice um, is not sure the diabetes uh, clinical network we have um, muslim um, doctors and uh, pharmacists that may be able to assess the situation better so if your gp or practice is not sure whether you should fast they can refer to the local diabetes um, specialist team and they will be able to advise further
0: okay. thank you so much for sharing is there anything else that you think is important with type 2 diabetes that you think people should know about especially during the month of ramadan
1: so I think it's if you have type two diabetes and you're on medication that may cause your blood sugars to f- fall quite quickly. These types of medications are usually glyclozide or insulin. Then it is really important that you, you seek advice before you fast, but also you monitor your, your blood sugars regularly. And you can do that whilst fasting by, by checking your blood sugar with, through a f- finger prick test that does not nullify your fast. Um, And it's also really important that if you do feel really unwell during fasting, then you should um, seek medical advice. Um, I always suggest to a lot of patients prior to Ramadan, it's always useful to do a couple of test fasts to see how you feel and how your condition is and how you can monitor your, your fluid and your water intake. So it's sometimes useful to do that prior to Ramadan. That's a
0: great idea. Thank you. Now we can move on to some of the questions that we received. The recommendation for physical activity during fasting.
1: So the, again, I think this is a great opportunity for us to get into good habits, um, um, lifestyle habits during this month. And I think in terms of fasting and exercise, the important thing is is to keep as active as you can. Um, and you know if you are practicing and you are fasting then you will be keeping very active during this month. You'll be praying five times a day. You may be also offering extra prayers at night, and that might be all that you're, you're, you're capable of. So you need to go by what how, how you feel after that. Um, what I would say is do not start doing any I- intensive or rigorous exercise during fasting um, because you know your body may not be used to it and also in the fasted state can make you feel more unwell Uh, and in some people with diabetes it may cause your blood sugars to go low so I would do things that you would you would be comfortable doing normally so that could be just introducing some more walking and keeping active Um, and you know we know that doing around 150 minutes of exercise a week is good Um, healthy practice for all of us and that should be something that we can easily accommodate during our working and our living week during Ramadan but as I said go by how you feel an important thing here is not to become unwell during Ramadan but to stay fit and well and happy during this month.
0: That's great thank you. Next question is what are some of the healthy food choices for suhoor and iftar? especially for those with type 2 diabetes and this is something I'm definitely interested in as well.
1: Yeah, I know that that's really important and I think the the healthy food choices really are for everyone not just with people with diabetes. Um so I I certainly think in for suhoor time which is your your probably the, the important meal of the day because you're now trying to have food that's going to help you sustain through the day. The advice really is to ha- have a high fiber Um, cereal or something like oats porridge Um, these are long acting carbohydrates that take longer for your body to break down so they're actually better for people with diabetes but just generally as well because you will feel full for longer and you will also have more energy it's important to make sure you drink enough water now for healthy adults we should be aiming for about a liter and a half to two liters a day and that's regardless of whether we fast or not so trying to fit that in you know between iftar and suhoor is really important um but again if you suffer from other conditions that would limit the amount of water you can take always to seek advice um, I think it's also really important to to have some form of protein in the morning um, so you may want to have some eggs now it's important that they may be boiled or scrambled um, try to avoid any fried foods Um, and the reason for that is fried foods will contain a lot of unsaturated fats um, unsaturated fats and these can actually lead to other problems with your cholesterol uh, and and your heart so it's really important to make sure that you uh, have a balanced diet so lots of fruit and vegetables during Ramadan and and I know that's not a problem Um, but it also really is important which type of fruits that you have now it's customary to to open our fast with dates now Definitely. the larger medjool dates um even just two of those dates contain about 20 grams of carbohydrates so that's the same as having a, a slice of bread a medium slice wow. of bread so yeah. so so I think really if you have diabetes it's important to maybe use just one date to open your fast mm-hmm. more importantly have water with that And in terms of fruit, you want to have, and it's in in our household, we have fruit cocktails. And I think a good thing is to add in lots of different fruits, apples, pears, a little bit of banana, but avoid excessively sweet fruits. Thankfully, it's not currently mango season, but I know in the past <laughs> mango season is is very very popular, and yeah. mangoes unfortunately are very high in refined sugar, so it's 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 important that that we don't um, we're not excessive with 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 fruits, um, yeah. especially if they're sweet, um, and also sweet drinks. Um, the best drink is water I always recommend get used to water and use that as your your main drink um, and I know um in some communities having diluted juice or sugary drinks um, is popular but again if you have diabetes or you're at risk of diabetes just be careful because that will cause spikes in your your blood sugar yep. and please do stick to water Um, uh, as I've mentioned Um, and and I think then for your iftar again it's it's really important to avoid fried foods I know there'll be um, uh, across the uh, the city people will be frying samosas and pakoras Um, again the odd time is fine but it shouldn't be a regular or a staple of our diet during Ramadan again this is a real opportunity for us to get into good practice and remember with any sort of fried food you're in a lot of saturated fat which isn't good for your 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 heart or your cholesterol um so again so longer acting carbohydrates so i i would say whole grains yeah. um so um you know you're, you're talking about um brown rice if possible or limit your 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 refined or your basmati rice um be careful um, with sugary or sweet desserts again they should be limited or in very low quantities um mm-hmm. and another good tip is to have foods like lentils and dals they yep. are uh, they are rich in fiber they're also rich in protein uh, chickpeas or china yep. excellent excellent resource as well um, and if people are looking for tips Um, I would always point them towards a Mediterranean type diet. So the Mediterranean diet is very much rich in vegetables and legumes and whole grain foods. And it advocates having less sugary foods, less red meat um, and um, limiting sort of, um, you know, high fat foods as well. So that 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 would be a good tip for people if they're looking for for dietary tips.
0: Thank you so much for that. Um not sure you'll be very popular with my family, this Ramadan. <laughs> You've told us no parati in the morning for Sahour and no no rice in the in the after and fried foods and things like that. But no, that was great advice. Thank you so much. Um I believe Diabetes UK actually has a segment on Ramadan and eating as well, so if anybody wants to check that out for further information. Um, thank you so much. So the next question that we have is what are some of the ways to maintain our health after Ramadan ends, especially with type two diabetes, as that can be a lifelong condition?
1: Absolutely. As I said, this is a great opportunity for us because we have an opportunity to fast and limit our food intake. People can quite quickly realise they can actually live and survive and remain healthy on eating less and eating different food groups. Um, so that's the key thing. And and what we're actually seeing in people who are who are the wider community who are not Muslims, many of them are practising the uh, uh, fasting, you know, the 5-2 diet that some people may have heard of. People are practising fasting as part of their diets now to help them lose weight and remain healthy. So so again, yeah, i know the sunnah is to fast a monday and a thursday that might be something that someone wants to continue because again there's a lot of health benefits from fasting um regularly both on your 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 stomach and also on your weight and that will inevitably help your diabetes um i think the the, the key thing with with anything you do during ramadan if it helps you lose weight and you feel healthy with it then my advice would be to continue it post ramadan and and i know when eid comes it's almost as if it's a signal um that you can go back to your old practices and you can do what you want then you know then really and i know imams will 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 always give this message that this is an opportunity to pray more give more charity do more good deeds and to use this as a um as a board then to keep doing those activities throughout the year and i would i would echo that exactly for your lifestyle as well so whatever you do to help you lose weight keep it going because weight loss keeping active and eating healthily is is the key management and key treatment for for conditions like diabetes high blood pressure and high cholesterol
0: thank you for that i think the listeners will really benefit from hearing your thoughts Another question was, what are some of the things that you might experience or what are some of the symptoms that you might experience when fasting and if you've got type 2 diabetes?
1: The big risks of having diabetes, especially if you're on certain medications like glycoside is a common medication that lowers your sh- sugar and uh, insulin, is that there is a risk of your blood sugar could go too low and those with diabetes will recognize these symptoms and they know them as hypoglycemia or they call it a hypo so they might feel headaches they might feel um a little bit sick or nauseous um they might feel a bit dizzy and tired so if you do get any of those symptoms it's really important you check your blood sugar and if you are um in in a low range then it's important to you break your fast and and you you have some food to help your blood sugars go high and People with diabetes will know what to do when they have those symptoms, but that's why it's really important to seek advice before you fast, because certain medications can, um, could be taken at different times during Ramadan that will help prevent Um, those those episodes Um, and in terms of people who may have very poorly controlled diabetes um, they may already be running to the toilet passing a lot of urine they may be feeling very thirsty they may be losing some weight not due to eating less but because their condition is uncontrolled and those people, it's not recommended they fast because they need to get their condition under control. So, again, if you're getting those symptoms, you may want to check your sugar or go and consult with your practice nurse or GP because you may need some extra tests or medications to help get your condition under control.
0: Thank you. Just out of curiosity, what is the low range and what is the high range? What, what should your blood sugar be at if you've got yeah, so type 2 diabetes?
1: Great question. And those people who check their 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 blood sugars with their monitors because of their condition or their medication, then they will know that if the reading goes below 4.0 on their monitor, then that is a low reading um, and they should then consider getting help um, and medication or potentially some food to help um get that level back up again um, and I mean a target range really is between four and eight you know as a, as, a, as a sort of healthy sugar if it's going a little bit over eight then that's in many people that's fine but if it's going excessively above 20 and you're feeling unwell with it then again that's a reason that you should be seeking advice that your condition is potentially not stable and you may benefit from other treatment uh, and help
0: Thank you. That's great. Is there anything else you would like to add?
1: Ramadan is an opportunity for a healthy lifestyle. A great opportunity if you're smoking to to really think about reducing and stopping smoking altogether. Um, And if you do have other conditions like being overweight and high blood pressure, equally fasting will help those conditions. Um, help give you an opportunity to help lower your your weight and, and any weight loss as I've mentioned will help your blood pressure um, cholesterol is a really important um, aspect of um, being healthy um, because we know that very high levels of cholesterol unfortunately can be a risk factor for cardiovascular disease um, such as heart disease and stroke disease and also reduce circulation to your legs so it's really important again to address the diet here, but also to remain on medication if you are on that for your blood pressure and your cholesterol.
0: Thank you. Another couple of things I wanted to ask about, you mentioned the prevalence within our community is quite high. What are some of the things that we can do to reduce our risk of type 2 diabetes?
1: Yes, a great question. I think the important thing is if you feel that you are at risk or you have diabetes in the family and you're concerned, then yes, go to and speak to your practice for about getting a test diabetes uk have a great website know your risk where you can enter some information about your your health um and your age and your ethnicity and that gives you a sort of approximation of what your risks are and again that might guide you as to whether you need further checks but uh, i think the, the key conditions we've already mentioned if you are overweight now as as south asians we do not need to be significantly overweight to develop um diabetes compared to non-south asian people so so a lot of us are at risk unfortunately Of conditions like diabetes because we may even be just slightly overweight Uh, and that's really important because sometimes it's cultural that we don't like to be seen as underweight or you know looking you know very thin but in fact my advice would be in terms of weight loss go as low as you can and keep going until you can maintain that weight healthily so if you're concerned that you're maybe losing weight and others are maybe telling you to stop if you're feeling well with it and your 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 body mass index is 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 being monitored by yourself or by your 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 practice then keep going i think the key thing is to maintain your weight as low as you can and 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 remain healthy with that weight
0: and you mentioned the BMI there. What's what's the healthy range then for BMI for people within our communities?
1: Yeah, it's a very relevant question. You know, body mass index is is not a very accurate way of determining risk. Um, now, we do measure this. Now, body mass index is essentially your weight in kilograms divided by your height squared. Um, and people... Um, I mean, we've been generally saying to people that a healthy BMI is between 21 and 25. Um, Now, over 25, we consider that to be overweight and below 21, we consider that to be underweight. However, it's not really, it doesn't give us the full picture. And the most important thing is actually fat content. So you could have excessive fat um, in your body and you could still have a BMI of around 23, 24. And equally, you could have a BMI over 25, but you have a lot of muscle or you may be doing um, lots of resistance training or you you regularly work out. So it doesn't give us an accurate picture. Um, What's really important are things like waist circumference. um, And generally, if you're not doing very much exercise and your BMI is over 25, then you have to assume a lot of that is going to be fat. And where that fat is distributed is really important because we know as South Asians, we actually um have more fat that's in we is is hidden it's sitting sometimes on top of our liver and on organs like your pancreas and those are really important um modulators or risks of developing conditions like type 2 diabetes so you may have a BMI of 23 24 and you may think that I'm fine I can eat what I want but be careful Um, you may have fat hidden in in areas where you're not suspecting like your liver and that will put you at much higher risk so so still go by your symptoms go by your family risk Um, and as I've mentioned if you've suffered from conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome or um, high blood pressure or gestational diabetes or you have high blood pressure then you will be at risk of diabetes
0: i'm learning so much thank you so much for that i've closed off our discussion then can you give us some main points of what someone with type 2 diabetes can do when they're fasting and some advice for them
1: yes so i i would look at this as a month of opportunity i know i know we well, everyone will everyone be feeling on a spiritual high but this is a real important time to connect with your, your, your body and do things that will benefit you. Because anything that you do in this month and you do it regularly, you will hopefully inshallah be able to maintain the rest of the year. So we've mentioned diet, but the big thing is trying to lose weight and if you can try to get your weight down during ramadan during a really busy month a lot of family and social events religious events then you can easily take that forward into the rest of the year um, and as i mentioned great opportunities to to start implementing a little bit of exercise in your routine now it doesn't need to be rigorous or going to the gym it could be that you're walking more you're walk you're maybe parking your car further away from the shops um so you can walk a little bit more or you're taking um, you're taking the bus and walking a bit more to work um, and even at work you may want to take stairs rather than lifts so little things can make a big difference in terms of physical activity uh, we've mentioned diet so diet's really important so it's a great opportunity to to remove food groups that would normally cause your blood sugars to go up very high or get, get, get you to gain weight so we've mentioned avoiding fried foods and really sweet foods food fr- fruits and foods um but also moving to more healthy options like whole grain whole meal um lentils um non-sweet fruits um chickpeas uh, and 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 water is the key thing drinking more water and maintaining that one and a half to two liters a day um will will be, be excellent not only for your body but for your kidney function
0: Great. Well, that's the end of the session. It's really interesting to learn about everything that you mentioned, and this will help, inshallah, anyone with type 2 diabetes fasting this month. Thank you so much. If you would like to learn more about type 2 diabetes, NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde can help you learn more and take control of your condition. We can support you through a range of services and can provide interpreters if needed. We also have resources in Urdu, Punjabi, and Arabic. Find out more at www.nhsggc.scot forward slash T2 Diabetes Hub or you can call our hub on 0141 531 8901. If you would like to learn more about our NHS Weight Management Service, search online for NHS GGC Community Weight Management Service or call 0141-211-3379.